Welcome to GW DocPod. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Wilner. I invite you to listen as we discuss addiction prevention and pain treatment. Specifically, we'll be discussing the role of nerve blocks and progressive pain management in orthopedics with Dr. David Lutton from George Washington University Hospital. Dr. Lutton, a board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeon specializing in shoulder, elbow, and sports injuries, and assistant clinical professor in the George Washington University Department of Orthopedic Surgery, has a great deal of experience in treating complicated orthopedic cases where pain may be a prominent feature. For orthopedic patients, the spectrum of pain control includes post-op pain, because surgery has got to hurt, then pain control during the acute recovery, followed by pain control during rehabilitation. Opioids have traditionally been used for pain control, but as we have well learned, they have significant and potentially fatal side effects. Welcome. I'm looking forward to your views on this very challenging problem of pain control. Dr. Lutton, does this alternative approach to anesthesia get in your way? I mean, from your point of view, I mean, of course, you don't want your patients to have pain, but on the other hand, you don't want them to move around either while you're working. Is there any difference on your side of the operating table? So I think that's a really good question, and it's actually one of the probably leading questions that other orthopedists ask me when they're trying to employ this kind of multimodal pain relief with a block or something like that. And I think the first thing that we need to do is we need to take a look at how it's treating our patients as the priority. And the reality is, is that I think providing this multimodal pain relief is really a critical part of the surgical experience. And so by comforting patients ahead of time that their pain is going to be well controlled, it's not only going to lead to a better preoperative experience, but can also lead to a much better postoperative experience. So the second part of the question is, addressing other physicians' concerns about temporal interruption of their surgical day and will they be able to process through their surgeries in a standard way or in an efficient way. And really part of that really boils down to the pain service. And I will say the GW pain service really streamlined the preoperative experience. So the patients are brought up probably a little bit earlier from admission to the pre-op area, and what that does is that allows the acute pain service to place the block before the surgery is scheduled. So ultimately, it doesn't affect my timing whatsoever. I do not need to add a single minute to my surgical day because of the multimodal pain relief and the preoperative blocks. Well, that's fantastic. It does sound like you must communicate, however, with the anesthesiologist. Is that right? Yeah, there's no question. And it does take time to develop this relationship. A lot of this started kind of around when I started back at GW. And as I was a surgeon that had fewer patients when I was first starting my practice, and a lot of it is just communication, which is integrally important for all of medicine, but even probably more so in both the surgical and anesthesia fields. Is there a way to assess which patients are more susceptible to developing opioid dependence? In other words, would you avoid it in certain patients versus others? Can you tell that ahead of time? So that was actually directly 
evaluated and studied, there was an article out of the Journal of Arthroscopy that looked at predisposing risk factors to postoperative opioid dependence. And actually, this was directly in rotator cuff repairs. So this is kind of the most standard shoulder surgery that we do. And the number one risk factor for narcotics consumption after rotator cuff repairs was if a patient had filled an opioid prescription within three months of surgery. That was the number one. And then in decreasing order, there are certain psychiatric diagnoses that can predispose patients with low back pain who require medications are predisposed. And then the last one that was found, at least in that study, is patients with global muscle pain, also known as myalgias. Okay, so really pretty quickly, you can establish whether a patient is at risk for opioid dependence from pain control after your surgery and take the proper action. Certainly everyone is an individual and we want to evaluate each one as an individual, but certainly these give us potential early warning signs. Some of these changes towards regional anesthesia and fewer narcotics and going home early were inspired by COVID. So now that you've developed them, and of course we're still in the midst of the pandemic, someday when the pandemic is over, are you still gonna keep doing it this way? Yeah, I would say that fortunately at GW, we were actually ahead of the curve. A lot of these changes were done or at least instituted a decade ago, and we've benefited over time and throughout the pandemic from these changes that were immediately already available to us. What I would tell you has changed is patient expectation and patient's fear. So when I have a patient that comes in for surgery, their biggest barrier to discharge, their biggest barrier to going home is the fear of pain. And as COVID has taken over our country, what I have seen is the fear of COVID has usurped that fear of pain now that people are accepting this multimodal pain relief and these catheters and this regional anesthesia such that probably before COVID, we were doing the exact same thing that we're doing now, but probably 25% of my shoulder replacements were going home the day of surgery But now, probably 70 to 75% of my shoulder replacements are going home the same day of surgery. And really, the barrier is not pain. Really, the barrier is people having uh, social support at home. So it's changed patients' expectations. One last question, if I may. Do you think that this multimodal pain control approach will eventually allow many orthopedic surgeries to be performed out of the hospital altogether on an outpatient basis? For sure, we're seeing that trend evolve over time. So yes, I think that it's allowing patients to recuperate less painfully, more quickly. The elderly can cognitively recuperate more quickly after anesthesia because they don't need all of the narcotics. So it just allows them to go home more quickly. And whether it is the same day or the day after surgery, either way, we're making a very positive impact in their recovery and their ability to go home. Dr. Lutton, thanks very much for this informative discussion. It's great to know there are proven techniques for pain control which can avoid the dangers of narcotics. 
And that concludes this episode of GW DocPod with the George Washington University Hospital. To refer your patient, please call 1-88-4-GW-DOCS. Once again, 1-88-4-GW-DOCS. And if you have a question for one of our specialists, please email physicianrelations at gwu-hospital.com. Thanks for listening. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of the George Washington University Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. Individual results may vary. There are risks associated with any surgical procedure. Speak with your physician about these risks to find out if minimally invasive surgery is right for you.